Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to OSHA's big anniversary sale celebration, May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at OSH.com. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Lily Jamali. This weekend, demonstrations against police brutality continued all around the state. In Los Angeles yesterday afternoon, protests had particular urgency after the recent killing of 18-year-old Andres Guardado. Last week in the city of Gardena, an L.A. County Sheriff's deputy shot Guardado in the back seven times. Questions over the circumstances of that shooting have prompted calls for an independent investigation into his death and have added fuel to weeks of protests demanding police reform. Earlier, I spoke with Claire Trageser from KPBS in San Diego and Sarah Mises Tan with CAP Radio in Sacramento. Both have been covering police reform in their cities. Sarah began by explaining how the 2018 police killing of 22-year-old black man Stefan Clark has been top of mind for protesters. It's hard to know if resolution has really been reached. I know a lot of advocates here are still very frustrated. Our mayor has announced that he is making some police reforms. Um, But I know a lot of people who have been organizing these demonstrations really don't feel that these reforms that have been proposed go far enough or that they really address the heart of the matter. Stefan Clark um, and his family, Stevante Clark, namely, who's his older brother, has been very, very vocal during these protests and demonstrations. But I do still think that a lot of advocates are continuing to push and are coming up against a lot of frustration right now as they see, you know, Mayor Daryl Steinberg, who's the Sacramento mayor, has explicitly publicly stated that he will not be defunding the police. And I think that's really made a lot of people very upset. And it sounds like in San Diego, there's been a slightly different posturing, uh, Claire, from the mayor and also the police chief there. Yeah, well, in in the past few weeks, there have been some changes that have been announced. Um, Pretty quickly, every single local law enforcement agency here said that they were going to ban using the carotid restraint, also known as the chokehold. But in similar ways um, to Sacramento, you know, advocates here are saying you're making these small changes, but there's really a lot more that that we want to do. And the city council just in San Diego voted on a budget that actually increased police funding despite hours and hours of public testimony, people calling in asking to cut funding from the budget. And the mayor here has said, you know, that he's also not interested in doing that. And the city council wasn't able to have enough of a majority to override any veto if they wanted to make changes to the budget, which they didn't. And Sarah, to you in Sacramento, I assume you've been talking to community activists, and I just wonder what people in minority communities are saying about the response uh, from Mayor Steinberg and from members of the police department, from the police unions. How are they reacting? A lot of them are very upset. They feel like they're not being heard right now. And I think that just seeing police force that came out for the Sacramento demonstrations really drove home that point and really upset a lot of people. You know, Sacramento had passed a half cent sales tax um, about two years ago. It was called Measure U. And it was passed basically on the promise from the mayor that that sales tax would be going to underserved communities. And what has actually ended up happening is that... the majority of those funds, over half of those funds, have currently 
been going to the police department. And so I know that there's been a lot of discussion over how Measure U funds aren't going towards what they were sold to voters to be going towards. You know, I think a lot of people, a lot of advocates maybe are grappling with the fact that they feel like we currently have a mayor who says a lot of the right things. He did make an appearance at some of the demonstrations over the past few weeks, and he did lift the curfew. Um, He took out the National Guard. Um, But at the end of the day, I think a lot of them feel like he's not giving what they're asking for. It's been interesting following your work on de-escalation efforts within different police departments around the state. Curious what you learned, Claire, in uh, a ride-along that you did recently with Berkeley police. Tell us about that. So a lot of police departments are now saying that they're going to be doing de-escalation training or maybe they're starting to roll it out with officers. But in January, we went up to Berkeley and went along with some officers in their department, and they've been doing de-escalation training for about four years. And they say that they do it differently because they don't just make it, you know, one small section of their police training, but they figure out how to bring de-escalation into a lot of what they're doing or even everything that they're doing. Um, And part of that is because so many of the calls that they go on involve mental illness. Um, They're just trying to figure out, you know, when you approach someone, you need to make a stop. How can you approach that person in a way that isn't going to be aggressive or threatening and, you know, escalate the situation? Or how do you as an officer protect yourself so you don't put yourself in a position where then force needs to be used? And so some of the things that we saw when we went did a ride along with them is if you're going to stop and talk to someone who's maybe having a mental health crisis, you keep your distance, don't rush up on that person, have one officer do all of the talking so that it's not confusing. Um, And then, you know, just try to not engage, not touch the person, not use force unless unless you really need to, unless the person's going to become a danger to themselves or others. Of course, activists in the city then say, well, we shouldn't have police doing those types of calls at all, which actually the police lieutenant that we wrote along with agreed with that he wishes that police weren't doing uh, mental health calls because just by someone showing up with a badge in a police uniform can be, you know, threatening and, and scary for people, especially if they're having a mental health crisis. All right, Sarah Mises-Tan at Cap Radio and Claire Trageser at KPBS in San Diego. Thanks to both of you. Thanks so much. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And that's the California Report for this Monday, June 22nd. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Lily Jamali. Thanks so much for listening and have a great Monday. Support for the California Report comes from Water Heaters Only, specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968. Licensed and insured. Open 24 hours a day, every day. Learn more at waterheatersonly.com. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors, no sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Hint, water with a touch of true fruit flavor. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose Fund for Strategic Innovation supports transformative ideas that benefit humanity while protecting the natural world, recognizing through science the interdependence of all living systems. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone? hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years. 
or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles. The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles? The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.